0: This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Brian Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. All right, let's do a let, let's do a little uh, survey. Who says that the uh, I got to be really really careful? I got into some real trouble the last time I started throwing stones. Who who thinks that Kansas City is going to win? Woo-hoo! Who thinks that San Francisco is going to win? All right. I think there's a little more Kansas City people than there are, but we're going to stay right in the middle of the road so that we can maintain unity within the body of Christ. <laughs> He's all, all he cares about is the food. So, um, yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Today, we're going to start a new series called Pursue. Pursue, and... uh you know, um, I just think that there's some things that the Lord wants to help us in our lives when it comes to what it is that we are pursuing. You know, when I was younger, um, I, my dad would take me deer hunting. And uh, there was this, this guy, and some of you guys might know him, but his name was Rick Deemer. And uh, he was the man that I learned how to deer hunt with. And uh, uh, to say that deer hunting was was Rick's favorite, was it was so true. This man was enthusiastic. He was passionate about deer hunting. And so a lot of times we'd show up there and, and uh, he'd say, all right, you go here, you go here, you, you walk up this thing and you push this. And, and I will be, and, and you know, you know, and I, as, a, as a teenager, I'm like, well, what are you going to do, Rick? And he would be like, well, I'm going to be out on the road in the truck waiting in case they, they make a break. Well, why, Rick? Why are you going to do that? Well, in case I, they make a break, then we can be in a high-speed pursuit. <laughs> He'd always say that, a hot pursuit. And I don't know, he just had this way of saying it, like a hot pursuit, you know, I mean, he was passionate and, and it was just like evident to me that he didn't care about walking. He didn't care about really shooting anything. He just wanted to drive his truck really, really fast after these deer. I mean, it was crazy. And so he was all about the hot pursuit. He loved the thrill. He loved the chase. He loved the excitement. Wouldn't you say that's true? That's right. That's right. So, we're all pursuing something, do you know that? Each and every one of us that's in this room, you know, you may not be, I don't, I'm not into deer hunting, but you are pursuing something. The question is, what is it that you're pursuing? You know, maybe you're like our friend Rick, you're pursuing the thrill, right? You know, I think sometimes as uh, when I was younger, it's, it was all about the thrill. I had dirt bikes and four-wheelers and it's like, okay, we're going to see what we can jump and so you're pursuing that. I think that sometimes, you know, you, you know even as you get older, it's, it's, it's you're pursuing excitement, the next big thing, you know, an experience, going somewhere, doing something that, that you've never done. I think too, you know, sometimes maybe if it's not a thrill that you're pursuing, it could be acceptance that you're, you're pursuing. And, and we seen that maybe you maybe you're experiencing that right now where you just want to be seen you want to be known Uh, uh, maybe uh, you're pursuing so you know the the likes and the comments on social media because because there's something within you that you feel like you need and so you're pursuing that you know what's really sad is is that I think sometimes people pursue that that acceptance so much that they, they they begin to do things that they never thought they would do you know, in that pursuit for something that they are so desperate to have and that is acceptance. You know, and so maybe today you're finding yourself ashamed or confused or trying to fill a hole because of something that you're pursuing. You know, it could be that you're pursuing growth, you know, maybe naturally like a new skill or or in the arena of athletics or physical fitness or uh, an achievement or retirement, you know, and, and, I, and so we, we can be pursuing all these things. But I think that the, the what I'm getting at is, is that I think sometimes day after day we pursue that which we want. That which we desire, that which we think that we need. And, and day after day, that thing that we're pursuing sometimes is just it's just like a little bit out of reach. And and we have a hard time grasping it. And so what we do is, is that we we double down, you know, in our pursuit of what it is that we 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 so desperately want. You know, maybe it's acceptance or or, or uh, accomplishing something. And so we find ourselves, you know, just more determined than ever to pursue what it is that we desperately want. And so I think that my challenge to you today and in the weeks to come is, is that you would maybe just for a second sit, set down that thing that you are pursuing so hard. I'm not saying that it's wrong. But I, I, what I guess I'm asking is, is that you'd, you'd set that thing down and you would set it next to the light of God's word and allow him to show you if it's really his best. If, if what it is that you're pursuing is really what you should be pursuing and giving your life to. Because, you know, the, real, the reality of it is, in your notes is, is that the meaning in life is not found in the pursuit of things. It's not found there. But yet we've, we, we spend our lives on this earth pursuing things that don't really bring meaning. And so my prayer is, is that in this series that we would all just examine our pursuits, examine what, we pursue, what we're pursuing personally, maybe what we're pursuing in our marriage and in our family and our businesses and in life. Because I believe that God has great things in store for us, but sometimes we can kind of get off track and we'll we'll talk some more about that. There are a lot of things that can tempt us when it comes to pursuit. I mean, if we're honest, we've all fallen into that trap. You know, where we pursue something so 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 much that it monopolizes our our time and our energy and our effort. But his word is very very clear about what it is that we should be pursuing and how we should pursue it. And so, over the course of this next few weeks, we're going to just look at what God's word says about pursuit, what it is that we should be pursuing in our lives, and I believe that that that. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna get some revelation. I believe that we're, our eyes are gonna be open. I believe that there's gonna be transformation that takes place in all of us. Can you guys agree to me, with me on that? So today, pursue the path. Or I guess you could say, pursue the right path. That's really the title of today. If you guys remember, in the book of James, James wrote uh, uh, the book of James. He was a brother of Jesus. And, and, and you guys remember this scripture because we, we've said it a lot through the years that we need to be quick to speak are quick to, quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, and that we shouldn't just listen to the Word of God, but we should be doers of the word. Uh, and you remember that in the, the first chapter of James there, where he talks about the, that it's like a person that looks into a mirror and they forget what manner of man they are. and that's, that's likened you know, unto the one that, that hears the word, listens to the word, but they don't they don't actually do it. And so here, look what we see here. It's kind of our key text for today. James 1.25 says, however, it is possible. Listen to this. It's good. You got to, just, just, just let this soak in. It's a little bit different version, but, but I think it'll help you. It is possible to open up your eyes and take in the beautiful, perfect truth found in God's law of liberty and to live by it. But look at this. If, it's a big word, if you pursue that path. You know, I think sometimes that that if, it's just a big question mark as to whether or not we're gonna do that. And so it says, if you pursue that path and you actually do what God commanded, then you'll avoid. How many of you guys want to avoid some stuff? Man, that would just be wonderful, would it? Avoid the many distractions that lead to amnesia. Amnesia is what? Just the inability to remember. You know, and, 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 and all of these things, you'll be blessed. I don't know about you, I want to avoid some things. I don't want to forget things, and I want to be blessed. And that's what he wants for us, but the key is if you pursue the path. And so that's what we're talking about here today is, is this path that he wants us to be pursuing. And, you know, and w- when we pursue his path, we're going to avoid the distractions. We're going to uh, avoid uh, not remembering what it is that we need to re- um, remember. And we're going to be blessed in our lives. And so my question to you today, I like to ask questions because I think it helps us to just internalize it. Are you pursuing the path that James talked about? Are you pursuing that path? I, you know, and I, and when I was kind of thinking through this, I'm like, well, I, I think I am, you know, and and, and uh, my question too is, is what is it that you're pursuing? You, you know, or, or maybe you could be asking yourself the question, well, what should I be pursuing? And I'm glad you asked because we're gonna we're gonna look at that because you guys remember that Alice in Wonderland made this comment. She said, you know, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Yeah, right. right. So if we don't know where we're going and we don't know what path we're on, any road is gonna take us there. And so I think it's imperative that just like James told us, he's like, listen, if you pursue that path, you'll be blessed. But guess what? If we don't know what that path looks like, if we don't know what's on that path, you know, the markers and the so on and so forth, the principles that God lays out, we might find ourselves on the wrong path. We don't want to do that. And so I think sometimes we can end up on the wrong path and uh, in pursuit of things and not even know it. I ha- that happened to me one time. And I know you guys want to hear about this. And so I'm going to tell you. One year, I was headed back to Tulsa because I was going to school there. And uh, I had heard about this different way home that was quicker you know for years we took 71 and then they had developed this new highway and so everybody's like hey you need to go that way because it's the quicker way and so you know when i came home that's the way i went and i was during in the daylight and i made my way through there and and uh, everything was fine now this was before now don't judge me i know the teenagers in here they're gonna like judge me this was before smartphones and this was before gps I'm not that old. Okay, it was just barely before that. Okay, they came out shortly after. So, I come home and everything's fine, but I turn around and I go back and you know back then, man, I was that thrill seeker like uh Rick. And so man, I'm I'm flying home, man. I'm just driving way faster than I should be driving and and, uh, discover I need to pull over and get some gas. And so I'm on this road and I I think, okay, this is the way I'm going. I pull over at this four corner and I stop and I get gas. I'm leaning up against the car, waiting for the thing to fill up, gets filled up. I'm like, well, that is the way I need to go right there, you know? And so I get in the car and I hammer down, man, and I head out of town. (laughs) See how fast this sucker can go. We got a straight flat here. (laughs) And, uh, but something happened. I blew past a corner that I was supposed to take. And I don't even know how long I drove in the wrong direction. And uh, I turned around, I turned around, and you know us men, we don't like to ask for directions. And when it's the middle of the night, there's really no one to ask. (laughs) So I find myself completely, I mean, completely disoriented. I, I, I don't know which way north is, west, south. I mean, you know, I'm just like my bearings. I don't even know what highway I'm supposed to be taking, the one I missed and what number it is. And so I'm out there. Thank God I had a full tank of gas, you know. And so I am, I'm, I'm, I'm looking and I'm just like, well, what are you going to do? You just gotta keep driving, you know. And so I'm driving along, and and I'm out there. I don't know where I am, and I come up on this truck that's sitting on the side of the road. I'm like, oh, thank God, somebody I can pull over and I can ask them, you know, where am I? You know, which way do I go? And so I pull over. He's over on the side, and I pull up right in the middle of the road, and I hit my button. And I forgot that my, my window thing doesn't work. And so the window won't go down and I had tinted windows. I mean, blacked out car. I mean, this guy thought his life was coming to an end and he hammers it and squeals off. <laughs> leaving me in the middle of the road. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know where I am, you know? And so I'm like, well, I guess I'll follow him. <laughs> And so I I'm driving down this road and I'm 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 just like I don't know where I am. And and so I come up on this, you know, I'm I'm driving and I come up and I'm like, "Oh, good, a sign." And I, and I come up to this thing and then I I start looking at the sign. I'm like, "Well, That's weird, that is nothing like a road sign. It's not blue, it's not orange, it's not yellow, it's not green, it is brown with a white outline on it. And for those of you that didn't pass driver's ed, a brown sign is in a state park. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know what state park I'm in. And so I'm driving down this road. I'm not kidding you guys. I'm ta- the, don't, get, don't forget the path. We're, we're, you end up on the wrong path and you don't even know it. That's what we're talking about. That's the point of this is that we, we make these turns and we go these directions and we, 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 we ask for direction. We, we don't get the direction we need and so we just keep going or we follow somebody. And, and, and so I, I realize I'm no longer on a road. I am on a park path. Like literally, I, I'm, I'm like taking turns, I'm like, I like rolled the window down, the one that worked, and I look out, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's not a highway at all. We are in the wrong place, and I don't know where I am. Here's the thing, I was on the wrong path. And so my question to you is, is are you on the wrong path? Jesus talked about paths and roadways, you remember that? You know, in, in uh, Matthew seven thirteen, he said, for wide is the gate. Wide is the gate, and broad is the road, or broad is the path that leads to destruction. And many enter in through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the, the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Find it. And so here what we see is, is that Jesus was very clear about these exclamations, uh, ex, ex, explaining, there you go, explaining two paths of life. Now, I think that there are paths that that can go off of. They can go off of that narrow road. There are paths that can go off of the wide road. I can attest to that, because in a state park that's big, there are a lot of little paths. They go everywhere. I I, I drove on a lot of them that night until I found out where I was going. But the wide gate and the wide path, it leads to destruction, and the narrow gate, And the narrow path leads to life. And so this morning in the time that we have left, I want to look at three points here. The path that many take, the path that few find, and the path that I pursue. And so number one is the path that many take. You know, Jesus said, many take this path. And so we can just settle that fact in our life, that there are going to be people around us, many people around us that are going to take the wide path. They're going to take the one that's, that's easy, the one that, that everybody is on, the one that's popular, the one that, that, that you know, it, it just, it's just simple. It's the good life, you know, and, and, and I think that the path of many just comes down to making the wrong choice. You know that they just choose to just go along go with the flow go with what's popular go with what's easy we all like what's easy and so so our tendency is is to find ourselves on that path and a lot of people around you are gonna choose that and so we just have to make a determination that that's not the path we're gonna take you know and and when I was lost that night the reason I got to where I was was I made some wrong choices I turned left and I turned right. You know, at one point after that sign, in, in just despair, I'm like, I'm talking to the Lord the whole time. I'm like, Lord, you're gonna have to get me out of this because I have no clue where I am. I mean, I came to a Y in the road. I'm like, I guess I'll go right. You know, and, 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 so, and so I went right. And uh, at one point, I was like, I'm looking at the thing, you know. I, I had a pretty nice car, a grand, it, that that Grand Prix GTP supercharged. I mean, that's probably what got me in trouble, and I missed that corner, and you know. But I'm looking at my car. I'm like, they didn't put a they didn't put a compass in this thing. Can you believe that? All these bells and all these whistles and no compass, and 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 so you know the thing is is that. You know, what I want you to see is, is that Jesus clearly told us about this wide road and this narrow road. But I think that there's paths that, that, that they why off and, and, the, and they why off of these paths. And if we're not careful, we'll, we'll take that path. We'll choose that path of pursuit in our lives. And the next thing you know it, we're out in the middle of nowhere. And 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 we don't even know how we got there, (laughs) and and it's it's not a good feeling. And and so today I believe that His Word will help you. And so I want to look at some of these paths that people decide to choose. The first one is money and things. Woo hoo! Yeah, Brian, that was a good one. Good point. Jesus taught about money. Remember that in Matthew six, He said, "Hey, listen, you can either you either serve money." Or you serve God. You can't serve both. You know, and, and he also, you know, said some things about not worrying because people were just worrying, you know, but he said here in verse 32, he said, For the unconverted or the unbeliever pursue these things. So it could be anybody, man. Anybody can pursue these things. But your heavenly Father knows what you have need of. And so what he's saying is, like, listen, don't, you don't have to. Jesus is encouraging you and I. You don't have to pursue money. You don't have to pursue things. Another one that Jesus talked about is your own agenda. Remember what Jesus said? Jesus said, and here is the reason I have come to this earth, or I've come to heaven, or from heaven, not to pursue my own will, not to pursue my own agenda, but to do what it is that he desires. So, I'm here on behalf of the father and I'm going to do what it is that he wants me to do. I'm going to do his agenda. And so what we see in that is, is that Jesus is modeling, hey, don't, you don't have to chase money. You don't have to chase things. He said, you don't even have to chase your own agenda. You just need to focus on what it is that the will of the father is and do that. And so I think that there's a a real temptation though, when it comes to our own agenda. How many of you guys, you know, can attest to that? That, 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 that there's things that come up in our lives and it's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set this agenda, I'm gonna set, set this plan, but we really never go to the Lord and, and, and say, hey, you know, is this the direction you want me to go? Is this really what you want me to do? Is this really what you want me to buy? Is this the step that you want me to take? I mean, we could go on and on and on. I mean, where, where we get ourselves into a position and we never even asked him what it was that he thought about it. And I think that a lot of times, we could avoid pain, discomfort, and agony if we would have just simply said, you know what, Lord, I'm thinking about going down this, this path and pursuing this thing, but I want to make real sure this isn't my own agenda. I want to make sure that this is what it is that you, you want me to do and the direction you want me to go. And I believe, you know, sometimes, sometimes he may not say anything. I remember one guy said, I go as much by what he doesn't say as what he does say. So I think the thing that, or the point that I'm trying to get at is, is that we just need to pause for a second or a few days or maybe even a week and just say, Lord, I'm, I'm just going to come to you in prayer. I'm going to cover this. I'm going to say, I just want to verify that this isn't my own agenda and, and what it is that I want. I want your will because, man, I know that your will is, is the best. It brings blessing. We just looked at it in James that, that, that blessing comes if... I follow that path. And so it can't be our own agenda, which many, many, remember, many people will follow. Another thing is great things for yourself. Great things for yourself. There's this guy in the Bible, in in the book of Jeremiah, his name's Baruch. And Baruch was a scribe. What's a scribe? I know. I was wondering the same thing. It's kind of like, well, I don't even know what a scribe is. Well, what I found out is, is that back in those days, many people couldn't read and write. And so they had people like Baruch who were scribes. And Jeremiah, he worked for Jeremiah, Jeremiah the prophet, the book in the, in the Bible. And so Jeremiah would, would, would get things from the Lord. He would tell Baruch, Baruch would write it down, and he's scribing, scribbling. Get it? Right. So. So he's in this position and he's writing all these things down and, 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 and there's a lot of pressure going on around and Jeremiah is not real popular. Like the things that he's, the Lord is speaking through him to the people is, is not real encouraging. And so, you know, Baruch's writing this stuff down. And, and at one point, I think Jeremiah couldn't even go to the temple. And so he said, you go, you know. And so here's Baruch and he's out there and he's having to tell these people. And and, and I don't know, maybe he just wasn't received very well. But, but he was kind of disappointed, kind of disgruntled. He kind of just like, you know. Little did he know he's like writing for a prophet. You know, but but he, he got upset and he got disenchanted and he and he, and he, he you know he's just upset and, and so one day Jeremiah's writing and he gets done and and then he says this. Look at what he says, Jeremiah forty five, five. It says What I have built, I'm about, this is the Lord speaking through Jeremiah and Baruch's writing this down. What what I have built, I'm about to demolish and what I have planted, I'm about to uproot the whole land. Get this though. It says, but as for you, (laughs) do you pursue great things for yourself? Stop pursuing. That'd get your attention, wouldn't it? Jeremiah, really, you know so so here he was, Barak was like he 's doing what it is that the Lord told him to do by serving Jeremiah, but he got disenchanted and just you know just started getting frustrated and and then he The Lord said this to him. He said, what it is that you're pursuing, that direction that you're going in life, you need to stop. And so I think that when it comes to this point, great things for yourself, you just have to really check your ambition and what it is, your heart in the matter. You know, and I think it comes back to kind of like what we talked about before where it's like you're really going to the Lord, you're asking him, you're seeking his face, you're saying, you know, am I am I are my motives wrong? Am I choosing this for the wrong reasons? And so that's that's another thing that we see. Another thing uh, that we'll just kind of touch on is worldly wisdom. That's found in 1 Corinthians 122, and we know that the Jews demanded signs, attesting miracles, and the Greeks pursued worldly wisdom. And then the next one is worldly what is it Worldly things. And this verse of scripture is found in 1 Peter 4.3. It says, for the time has already passed and sufficient for you to have worked out out the desire of the Gentiles, which which is the world. Gentiles are a, a, a representation. Having pursued a course of sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, and the rest of the stuff that's not good. And so we're going to see that. We're going to see the world when it comes to worldly things. That's just what they do. That's, that's, the, that's the path that they pursue. But I think another one that, that we don't realize is even within the church, and we're still talking about this wide path, right? We're talking about this easy path, this easy way. Another one is found. Um, In the book of of John, 3 John 1. And what this talks about is, is it talks about that even in the church, people will pursue the wrong things. Can you believe that? Really? Look at this. It was a man in a church named Diatrophes or something like that. And what he was doing is is that he was refusing spiritual leadership and he was speaking against and and he was setting a terrible example to the body of Christ. And so John just said it this way in, in verse 11. He said, dear friends, he's talking to the church. He said, don't follow this guy's evil ways. Instead, imitate good and righteous life. The one doing what is good belongs to God and those who pursue evil have never even laid eyes on God. And so what we can see is, is that, man, it's, it's so true. Many are gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna go down that path. And, and it could be people that are in the world, but it could be people that are in the church that just are, are choosing a way that is, that is the easy and, and the wide way. But man, we don't wanna be that. And I think that when we know these things, it just, it, for me, it's just like, okay, I understand. I understand that these are just the things that that are gonna be in my life. These are the things that I'm gonna come up with. These are the choices that people are gonna make, but I have a choice as to what it is that I'm gonna do. And so it's a wide road, and there's gonna be a lot of people on it. But here's, here's the thing. This is the path I believe that he wants us to be on, and that's, remember, we looked at this, Matthew 7, 14. But the small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life. Only a few find it. The path few find. That's number two in your notes. The path that few find. And if we want to find something, what do we got to do? We got to look for it. You know, years ago, we took this horse ride uh, in Montana uh, through, this, through this thing. I think I've maybe shown some pictures of it. But it's really cool because you ride up on the backside of this, you know, not a mountain, but a big, big hill. And then you go down and there's a gate and it's just small. It's really, really narrow. And so last year uh, they had dirt bikes. And man, we live, me and me and my brother were living up, man. Just we, we're just going back and pursuing thrill. And so man, we're we're driving up through there. We didn't know where it was, and we're looking all over because we really wanted to drive down through there. But I tell you, we we found it. But guess what, we had to look for it. And, and, and so the path that few find is something that, that has to be looked for. It has, it, it's, it's gonna take effort on our part. Like if, if we just wanna coast through life and, and, and not work for it and not you know, pursue the things of God, we're gonna just by, by default end up on this, this wide road. And Jesus talked about it. We looked at this here earlier when, it, when Jesus was talking about money. But look what he says here in, in Matthew 6, 21. He says that, that your heart will always pursue what it esteems. He was talking in the, in the, in the arena of money, but this could be taken to any, any area of our lives. What it is th- that you esteem is what it is that you pursue. Where your heart is, you'll always pursue what you esteem as your treasure. And so, so my point is, is, what you value will determine what you pursue. What you value is what you will pursue. I remember, you know, you, you guys remember this, Joshua in the book, in the, in the Bible, and, and it's a verse that many, many people quote. As for me and my house, what? You guys awake? As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Joshua's man he was he was choosing that I don't care what any of you guys do this is what I am going to do. We value what God says. We value and esteem what he wants us to do and we choose to pursue that. But look what this look what it said prior to that scripture that we so often quote. Jer, uh, Joshua 24:14 says, "So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever idols your ancestors worshiped. Put away. I don't have that slide, but, but it's okay. Because what, what, what the Lord was speaking to the people was, is he was saying, put away. Another way you could say that is, is he was just saying, stop valuing these other gods. Stop putting all the value of your life on, on them. And that's, that's why Joshua said shortly thereafter, as for me and my house, we value the Lord. We're making the choice to not value other gods and put other gods before us. So do you know that you can place less value on something? Yeah, you can. So, so I think that sometimes in life it's like, well, well, how do I do that? Well, you just stop putting a lot of value on that. You know, and, and you put less and less value. That's really what, what the Lord was asking the children of Israel to do. He's saying, listen, just, just stop. And, 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 and begin to value God and place less value on these other things, and then you'll move from the path that you're on to the, the path that I want you to be on. You know, we can put less value on a car. I mean, you know, this car that I got lost in, in that park, I washed that sucker almost every other day. It was pristine, I wish I still had it. But guess what? My truck looks like trash now. I, I place less value on my car. I hardly ever wash it. It's because I live on a, a level B road. that's it, 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 just an excuse. But besides the point, we can place less value on our stuff. We can place less value on our job and on our career. And, 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 and understand what I'm trying to say here. Because I think sometimes we pursue at the cost of other things. We pursue so hard certain things in our lives that it costs us in other areas. And so I'm not saying that we should not pursue job and career. I'm not saying stay home this week. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that we have to be very careful how much value we're putting on it. It's really just a priority thing. You know, we can place less value on a spouse. Did you know that? The less and less, I think that that's why we see the divorce rate that we see because people In the beginning, they're placing all kinds of value on them. And then as life goes on and things happen, they just decide, well, I'm just going to put less value on them. And they don't understand why they have the life that they have. Church attendance, right? We've, you know, since COVID, we've seen church attendance go from 75% to 50%. You know, it's just the way that it is. That is, that is. now you guys are all here, so you're just like, hey man, we're good shape, right? Yeah, (laughs) it's those other people, right? But, you know, the thing is, guys, is it's all the path that we choose. It's like, what do we choose to value here? We Do I choose to value this, or is it important, or is it not? How How much value, how much time, energy, and effort am I going to give to that? Because that determines what we pursue, you know? And so, here's the point. In your notes, when we shift in our value system, we shift our path of pursuit. When we shift our value system, we can shift our path of pursuit. So what do I mean? If you find yourself today, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about the path that you're on, that thing that you are so desperately trying to get and attain and, and push for and pursue, and the Holy Spirit's just like scratching at your heart, and he's saying, listen, that's, you know, and you know what it is. All you have to do is just make some adjustments in what you value. I'm not saying, you know, maybe what it is is you just need to remove that from your life for a while. Just take, a, take, take, take some time off. Say so I'm just gonna set this aside. I'm gonna set this thing that I value so much aside and I'm gonna, I'm gonna reorient my value system and my priorities because I wanna be on this path. And then when, when the Lord speaks to me and helps me and says you're, you're good, then maybe you can integrate that thing back into your life. So shifted value system is a shift in your pursuit. Acts 32 to, uh, 22, or 13.22 says, after removing him, God raised up David to be a king. And God said of him, I have found in David, the son of Jesse, a man who is always, who always pursues my heart. How many of you guys want to be like David and pursue your heavenly father's heart? Look what it goes on to say. I will accomplish all that I have destined for him to do. He says the same thing to you. He does. But, but just as we looked at it at the very beginning, when James wrote, he said, if you choose that path, David, he, he did it, man, he, he chose the right path. He chose the path of pursuing the, his heavenly Father's heart. And man, the Lord just brought it to pass in his life. And the same thing is true for us. And, and I think that that's really my heart for today is, is that we strive for what we want and the lord wants it for us but it's the wrong way to get there you know it's 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 our self determination and the path and i'm like this is this is the way and what we don't even realize it's like when i'm out in that 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 park we're taking the longest road to get there That's good. you know and and you know, when I was in that park, I'm just like, I'm desperate, I'm desperate, and finally I'm just like, I, Lord, you're gonna have to help me get out of here because I am lost. At one point, I look over and I'm like, what, what is this? It was a giant, I, I didn't know what it was, it was grass, and it went up. I'm like, am I next to a mountain now? like, where, I thought I was in Kansas. And I get to the top. I look, and I'm like, is that a reflection? And it's a giant lake a lake. I am on top of a dam. I have gone from the path and I am now on top of a dam in this park. I know, it's terrible. There's no one out there. It was dark. I was afraid. I didn't know what to do. I just kept driving. Here's the ironic part though. I came to this spot and I kid you not, okay, I'm not lying about this. Where I came out of this park, was the corner, so there was a highway, and then there was a straight road that goes to Tulsa, and that was the corner I needed. Well, I passed the corner. I missed the corner way back, probably 50 to 60 miles. I don't really know, but I was right where I needed to be, and I got back on the path. (laughs) I later looked it up on Google Maps. I'm like, I was in the middle of a very large state park. So the point is the path that few find and our value system determines, our value system determines if we will find that path. Simple as that. There's all kinds of things that we place value on and it's not that they're bad, it's just that we've decided that we're going to place more value on them and the result is we're out in the middle of nowhere driving around wondering where the Lord is in our life. And the Lord's like, I never told you to go down this path. I never told you to take that turn. And actually, at that one turn, you disobeyed me and you went that way anyway. So I'm just trying to help you guys because I believe that the Lord wants to help all of us. I mean, even in the simplest of things. I mean, you can take this on a very, very broad scale when it comes to you know, God's will for your life but you can go down to some of the most minute decisions that you make, the places that, that you are struggling the deepest with the most hurt and the most pain and you can bring it back to this. Because if, if, if you begin to say, you know what, this thing that I, I feel like I can't over, cannot overcome, the, you just have to make a decision, I don't value that. I don't value that, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to value his word. And as you begin to value his word, that thing just, it, 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 it is a distant memory. And really, that's where the strength and the power comes from to overcome or bring the victory that you so desperately want. And so we just have to make that decision. So thirdly is this, the path that I pursue. You know, the encouragement for those who are on the wrong path is, is that, you can get off of that path, right. you can. You know, this isn't in your, in your notes, but Romans 9, 16 says that, the, that God's mercy has nothing to do with our own will or the things that we pursue. Aren't you glad? What's the point in that? The point is, is that he's merciful. He, he, he knows you're out there in the state park driving around up on top of the dam. <laughs> Nowhere close to what it is that he called you to. But man, his mercy, it's new every morning. And by a simple act of your will and surrender, you can make a change and he can, he can shortcut you and he can get you right back onto the narrow path that he called you to be on. And so Jesus freed you to follow his path. And 1 Peter 4.1 says it this way. Since Jesus went through everything that you're going through and more, learn to think like him. Think of your, uh, of your sufferings as a weaning from the old sinful habit of always expecting to get your own way. And then you'll be able to live out your days free to pursue what it is that God wants instead of being tyr- tyrannized by what you want. I'm telling you what, guys, he paid the price. Jesus paid the price for you and the path that you're on. The, 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 the temptations and the, the things of this world that sometimes we feel like have such a, such a grasp on us, they don't. You just gotta realize he, he paid for that path. He bought that path. He paid so that you wouldn't have to be on it. He delivered you from that path that you feel stuck on. You just have to understand it and just accept it. Lord, I accept that as true. I accept the fact that Jesus came and bled and died so that I don't have to, I don't have to be on that path. And then this, discover what path you're on and pursue him. Luke 9, 11 says it this way. But soon, get this guys, Soon the crowds discovered where they were and pursued him. Jesus didn't turn them away, he welcomed them, he spoke, spoke of the kingdom of God to them and brought them health to those that need healing. My prayer today for you guys is that you discover, discover that path, discover the path that you're on discover that, Lord, this, this isn't it, or this is wrong. That's what happened with, with these people, man. They, they hungered and thirsted for, the, for, the, for Jesus, and they realized, man, we're in the wrong spot. We're not where we're supposed to be. We're in the wrong place. Jesus is over there. That's where we're going, and that's what they do, they just abandon where they were. And, they, and I think that that's for, true for us, that maybe it's big, Maybe it's a big thing where where you are on the wide and the the broad road with everybody. You're you're that person. It's okay. We just looked at the fact that God has mercy for you. Maybe you've been on the narrow road but you find yourself on a detour and you're lost. I've been there. I've been there (laughs) physically in the middle of Kansas and I've been there in my own life, but it's okay. God wants to help you. We prayed this morning and I believe that there was just great unction that that for many of you guys, there's gonna be a decision that's made to make the right choice and get back on the right path, amen? So let's just pray with every head bowed, every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, we come before you today. I thank you for your word, your word that's so clear on the path that we should choose. And if we choose it, it's gonna have, it's gonna bring blessing to our lives. And so I just pray, Father God, for everybody that's in here today. And I think that, you know, in this time of prayer, Lord, that we just need to make a decision. I think that we all need to make a decision as to what it is that you're speaking to us, because I know, Lord, that the Holy Spirit speaks to each and every one of us. And God, I just pray that we would listen to that. Make the adjustment. Make the course change. Begin to value what it is that we really should be valuing. God, I pray for everybody that's in here. I know how much you love them. I know how much you care for them. Just help them. Help them to see the course change that they need to make. We thank you for it. You know, we don't want to... We wanna just give people an opportunity to, with every head bowed and eyes closed, you know, if you're here today and you you find yourself way off in the middle of nowhere like I was and you wanna get back in right standing with God, today's your day. And all you gotta do is say, Brian, that's me. Raise up your hand and say, I I need to get back in right standing with him. And, And in an instant, he will move you from the path that you're on onto that narrow path. And so if there's anybody in here, and man, you've been missing it, and you've been sinning, and you've been doing wrong, and you wanna get right with him, everybody, you know, is in your own privacy. The only one that's looking is me. Just raise up your hand and say, that's me. I need you to pray with me. Is there anybody in here? Maybe you haven't given your heart to him. Is there anybody in here? We want to make sure that everybody knows him. Everybody's close to him and following him. And so that's what this is. This is a simple invitation, a simple ask, a simple request to make sure that you are where you need to be. Because we would want to leave this place not knowing that you or where you need to be. Anybody in here at all before we close? Anybody at all? All right. Father, we just thank you today for this time. I thank you for the word that's been sown. For some, maybe it's been sown. For others, maybe it's watered. But God, I know you're gonna give great increase in their life, in their family, in, their, in, in what it is that they are pursuing. I thank you, Father, for the course adjustments being taken taking place in our lives god you want great things for us and today father we choose we choose to follow your heart and we thank you father for it in jesus name amen hey you know maybe you didn't qualify for one of those things or maybe you didn't respond we have a prayer team they're up here every sunday right after service and they want to meet with you they want to pray with you they're there for you the Bible says if we agree as touching anything, it'll be done. So, so don't be ashamed. If there's something that's going on in your life, go, go talk to somebody that wants to pray. They want to pray with you. They're waiting. They're expecting you. And, and, and you can go to them and you can say, hey, this is what's going on. I need agreement. And they'll agree with you. And if, if they have some resources, they'll give those to you too. And it'll help you, you know, move down the right path. Amen? God's good, isn't he? Well, hey thank you for coming today. You guys can go ahead and stand up. I know you guys are all just anticipating the great, great Super Bowl. Some of you are more about the food, and that's okay. But thank you for joining us today, and uh, have a wonderful afternoon. We'll see you back here Wednesday at 7 p.m. Be blessed, and have a wonderful afternoon. You are dismissed.